Three, two, one, go. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Out of Our Own End Zone. Today we are with the host. We're talking all the news and giving our predictions for the NFL wildcard game round. Uh, host, what do you think about how the wildcard is shaping up so far? Uh, it should be an exciting weekend, uh, Alex. Uh, we got, you know, of course, two games today, three tomorrow, and one Monday. First ever Monday night wild card weekend. Uh, these matchups look a lot better than last year's, so it should be an exciting weekend of football. All right, before we get into that, let's talk about some games last week. We'll start with the Steelers versus the Ravens. What did you think while watching that game? Well, as, as, you know, as any Steeler fan goes through, Alex, you know this, uh, it's very stressful. Um, you know, every game they seem to be in, they just can't blow anybody out. They, they win these games uh, all the time in the uh, last few minutes of the fourth quarter. And then when it went to overtime, of course, and they converted that fourth and eight, when it looked like uh, an awkward pass there from Big Ben uh, to Ray Ray McLeod, it uh, looked like it wasn't going to get there, and he got there, and he just caught it, and he backed in, and then Najee Harris ran that ball around the corner, uh, and they kicked the field goal to win. It was a, it was great. It's always a great feeling to beat the Ravens, uh, but that was extra great because you knew, uh, what, barring what was going to happen in that Sunday night game, because that game was crazy, that the Steelers had a great chance of getting in the playoffs. Yep, it was nice to see Chase Claypool get a touchdown. Yeah, it was uh, he ever since that game, Alex, I don't know if you've noticed uh, ever since the game where he posed for the first down and didn't get the ball back in time to uh, make another play ever since then, uh, he's been uh, playing really well, uh, blocking, uh, making plays, keeping his mouth shut, not dancing as much. So he's he's improved and matured a lot over the last few games here this season. What do you think about the Lions upsetting the Packers? Uh, Packers didn't really need to win that game. Uh, they, you know, had their starters in there for most of the first half. Uh, you knew the Lions would be fired up. You know, the old uh, Dan Campbell all year breaking kneecaps. Uh, you knew that he was uh, going to have his team uh, play all 60 minutes of that game. Uh, Packers really didn't have anything to play for. Uh, Jordan Love came in, uh, you know, threw another interception. I don't know what uh, Packers fans thinking of, of wanting to get rid of Aaron Rodgers after seeing uh, the two performances by Jordan Love this year. But, hey, Lions, they played every game hard. Their record doesn't show it, but they played every game hard this year. Yep. Dan Campbell's one of the only new coaches to still have. <laughs> yeah, he has a six-year deal too. That's the even the, the best part about it. What do you think about the Jags upsetting the Colts? Well, you know there was some the the buzz before the game. Alex, uh, the, the Indianapolis hasn't won in Jacksonville since 2014, and then they came out and they played like that. And I've been saying all year, not a big fan of Carson Wentz. Uh, he didn't start off the season very well. He did, however. He played well during the middle of the season and down the stretch there, but he became the same old Carson Wentz that you saw in Philadelphia. And then did you hear after the game, Alex, uh, 
them not really sold on bringing back Carson Wentz next year. So that was pretty interesting that the GM said that. Uh, I know that uh, Carson Wentz has a, a relationship with Frank Reich, the head coach, but that was pretty interesting to hear uh, the GM say they don't know whether or not uh, Carson Wentz is going to be their quarterback next year. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So uh, who knows what the Colts might be up to uh, after this year. Yeah. Watching the game, I think I could see why people blame Carson Wentz because he missed some throws. But really, most of the team didn't really show up for that game either. <laughs> That's true. That's true, too, though. You think about the Titans being the Texans in a shootout, a uh, close back-and-forth game, to secure the number one seed. Well, I thought it was good for uh, two things. I thought it was good for the Titans because they needed to prove themselves. Uh, you know, I know they're getting Derrick Henry back here next week for the playoffs, but they needed to prove themselves that they could, you know, come in and win a game and have it, win it by throwing the football uh, without Derrick Henry in there. And then the Texans, I know they fired David Culley, and I know he's probably not a great coach. But you gotta give the Texans some credit. They fought hard all year, just like, just like the Lions did. They fought hard all year, and you know, despite their record, um, you know, they just put up a great season. For I thought, I thought Houston was gonna, not going to win any games this season. I thought for sure that they would go zero and seventeen just because of no Deshaun Watson and who they hit their quarterbacks for. But you got to give David Culley some credit uh, getting his team. And, you know, David Mills wasn't half that bad, you know, out there throwing the football around this year. Uh, I don't know why they even went with Tyrod Taylor at one point. But uh, David Mills – David Mills is going to be decent backup for somebody if he doesn't remain on Houston. I thought the Texans would at least beat Jacksonville this year, but I didn't think they'd get, like, four wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's, but hey, it's the NFL. That's what happens. What you think about the 49ers being the Rams in overtime to secure a playoff spot? That was one of the, uh, the most exciting games this past weekend. Uh, you know, Rams were up seventeen to nothing. 49ers came storming back in that game. Uh, Garoppolo showing, uh, hey. I'm here. I know you drafted Trey Lance, but I'm here. I can still lead this team. And, uh, you know, got them into the, into the playoffs. They go against Dallas this weekend. So a pretty exciting game. I, I thought it was, uh, you know, Matt Stafford, again, another interception this game. Something to watch out for in the game against Arizona coming up in the wild card. So a great game, one of the great games this past weekend, 49ers and Rams. And then the Sunday night game, Chargers versus Raiders. Raiders in, Chargers out, Pittsburgh in. Now, okay, Alex, did you really did – you, did you think at one time that the fix was in, that it was going to end in a tie? I did thought – Did it ever <laughs> did it cross your mind when you were watching it? Uh, I thought that – um. Right before the Chargers called the timeout, um, the Raiders are just going to run the clock out for the tie. 
And then I, I didn't realize it until like Al Michael said it, but it was like um, right before the field goal, like the Raiders could have just let the clock run out. I was like, I was unsure if Derek Carr was actually going to call the timeout for the kick or not. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, I couldn't believe what was happening. I thought for sure that they were going to tie and then the Steelers weren't going to get in. I was just, I, when it was 26 to 14, I said, okay, all right, the chances of a tie don't, aren't that good. And then when they kicked the field goal to make it 29 14, I said, uh oh, this, something could happen here. So that, that was my thinking as watching that game. All right. but I'm just I'm just glad that they they kicked the field goal, Steelers. We get to see Big Ben play one more time. Yep. Jumping to college, what did you think about the Alabama versus Georgia national championship game? Well, you know, I I liked I liked Alabama in that game. Uh, I liked them for two reasons. I liked them because obviously Nick Saban and Bryce Young. But I was really, I was, I was a little worried about the uh, Mechie guy. You know, he got hurt uh, in the last time these two teams played. Uh, I was, I was worried that, um, you know, they weren't going to have enough receivers to spread the field out and move the ball down the field. Uh, but then, uh, when the Williams guy got hurt during the game and he had to come out of the game. I knew that was it for Alabama. And then this Georgia's defense was just, they just played lights out in that game. Uh, once the Williams guy came out, uh, the game for Alabama, they just focused on going after Bryce Young and they put the pressure on him. Yeah, and they held, uh, they stuffed uh, Alabama's running back there. Alabama's running back had a huge game against Cincinnati. Uh, he had over 200 yards, of course, in that game. Couldn't do much and nothing much against Georgia's defense. And I was surprised at the way Stetson Bennett played for Georgia. Uh, he played great against Michigan. I didn't think he was going to be able to play great. Two good games in a row, uh, but he did. And, uh, you know, props to Georgia for winning the, uh, you know, the championship. All right. Jumping into the wild card games. First, we got Bills versus Patriots. Patriots left tackle Isaiah Wynn won't play, but their linebacker Jamie Collins will play. What are your thoughts on Bills Patriots? Well, the, the uh, New England went in there last time, uh, ran the football the whole game except three pass plays. Uh, Buffalo was caught off guard, didn't really know what to do. Then Buffalo got their revenge a few weeks later going to New England, winning. Uh, I don't think New England has a chance in this game. I think Buffalo, uh, with their experience from last year's postseason run, I think they're going to be able to uh, withstand uh, Bill Belichick, uh, whatever he's going to throw at them today. Uh, it's going to be four degrees up there. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like getting hit when it's four degrees out. Uh, so uh, Buffalo's defense, number one against the pass, uh, should be able to shut Mac Jones down. Uh, even if he tries to uh, throw the football, uh, we'll see what Belichick's game plan is. But if Buffalo gets up ahead early in this game, I don't think New England can come back and catch him. So I think Buffalo wins this game easily. All right. I think it should be a good game. Uh, I 
would think Buffalo would win, but I don't necessarily like to bet against Bill Belichick in the playoffs. Of course, this time they'll need Mac Jones to throw. Um, and so we'll see how that goes. And Bills have been inconsistent throughout the season. But the Patriots really only win in the last couple of weeks was against Jacksonville. So I think the Bills are probably the better pick. Hey, I got, I got a stat for you, Alex. I got a stat for you. Bills won all 11 games by double digits. They're winless in games decided by seven points or less. All right. Well, like you said, (laughs) if they get out to the lead, then they'll probably win. Like two score lead, then they'll they'll probably win at that point. Yeah. The other game Saturday, Raiders versus Bengals. We've got T. Higgins will play in that game. Who do you got for Raiders versus Bengals? Battle of the teams that haven't won a playoff game in many years. Well, I know the whole the whole city of Cincinnati is all fired up. They actually think they have a chance to make a deep playoff run. But Cincinnati's been too inconsistent for me. Uh, they win a big game, then they lose a big game. Then they win a big game, then they lose a big game. Um, you know, first-time experience for Joe Burrow, first-time for Zach Taylor. And the flip side of the same thing for the Raiders. Uh, you know, first-time for David Carr. He was injured a few years ago. Uh, their interim coach. His first game, but um, I'm looking at this too as a betting part of this too, Alex. I like the Raiders getting the points in this game, and I think they can pull off the upset here. Yeah, I think Bengals are the better pick, but like you said, they are really inconsistent. And the past couple of weeks, Raiders have been pulling out the game, uh, pulling out the win at the end of the game. So I could almost see them doing that again. And then also because Bengals haven't won a playoff game in 30 years. So <laughs> they just have bad luck in the playoffs. Your thoughts on 49ers versus Cowboys? Well, I think this is going to be uh, one of the uh, better, game, more better exciting games of the weekend. Uh, you got Dallas playing at home. You got the 49ers who, uh, you know, down the stretch here have been playing really well. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is how uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's thumb is going to hold up in this game. Dallas could bring the pressure, of course, with Micah Parsons. Uh, uh, you know, they can also cover Debo Samuel with the, with the digs. Um, Dallas, of course, you know, can attack you in many different ways on the ground and in the air. They got a really balanced offense. Uh, Dak Prescott, though, hasn't been looking good the last few weeks. Uh, with all that being said, I like Dallas in this game. I like Dallas too, but I think they could lose just because they've only won one playoff game in like 20 years. So they're kind of, They've been unlocking the playoffs. So just because of that, I could see them losing. What do you think about the Eagles versus the Bucks? Miles Sanders will play in that game. Well, here's the thing with the Eagles, Alex. 
they're one and seven straight up against teams with a winning record and an average loss of 12 points per game. You know, they had the beneficiary of playing in the NFC East, got the beat up on the Redskins, got the beat up on the Giants. Uh, I know Dallas just put 50 points on them a few weeks ago. Uh, they got to play teams uh, during the year with uh, five teams they played who started a backup quarterback. I think this Eagles all, uh, Eagles teams all smoke and mirrors. I think Tampa Bay, uh, they didn't get to play at home at all last year during the playoffs. They're on the road for every game. Their first playoff game with Brady at home, I think Tampa Bay takes care of business. Yeah, it's hard to bet on. Uh, Tampa losing. I will say when they played the Eagles early in the season, it was a good game, though. So. What do you think about the first Monday night wildcard game? Cardinals versus Rams. Got Stafford says he's okay with his toe injury, and J.J. Watt is still undetermined if he'll play or not. Well, this Cardinals team hasn't been playing out, uh, playing well in the uh, playing well down the stretch. However, though, they're eight and one straight up on the road, so they got that going for them. Uh, you know, they're not going to have Hopkins, uh, James Conner. We don't know yet; he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, James Conner has fifteen of the twenty-three rushing touchdowns this season. The Cardinals have produced. On the other side, you got the Rams. I'm not that uh, sure of what we're going to get out of Matt Stafford. Uh, you know, he's throws a lot of interceptions. He turns the ball over a lot. Uh, sometimes their defense is, is, is on. Sometimes their defense is a lockdown defense. Uh, a few weeks ago, remember he had Jalen Ramsey fighting with uh, his own teammate in the huddle. So uh, who knows what we're going to get out of this game. This should be an exciting game. Third time they're playing each other this year. Uh, Cardinals won in L.A. earlier in the season. And then, of course, uh, L.A. won in Arizona, uh, you know, the second matchup. So, uh, you know, rubber match between these teams. I just don't like the way the Cardinals are playing. I like the Rams. I think Rams should win, but it might be close, depending on how many interceptions uh, Stafford throws. Moving on to fired coaches. We'll start with your thoughts on Texans firing David Culley. Well, I understand uh, the firing. Um, you hire a guy, you knew you weren't going to have Deshaun Watson. Uh, he did a pretty good job with David Mills this season. And uh, did, I don't know what direction you want to go in. Uh, why hire a coach if you're just going to fire him? I just don't understand that firing there with David Culley. And the, the Texans uh, not in too good of shape anyhow uh, as it looks. I know they got a high draft pick this year, but uh, we, we don't know what direction the Texans want to go. And I don't know why they would uh, fire their coach without knowing what the direction is. So it doesn't make any sense to me in, in that aspect. I think they only hired him just to be a bridge coach, but then he actually had the team going decent, so I would have, like, kept him, actually. But Joe Judge, uh, late fire by the Giants. What was your reaction? Well, I think they fired him because, uh, one, 
uh, Miami fired Brian Flores. And if Miami was firing Brian Flores, uh, the Giants probably said, "Uh uh-oh, our fan base is going to go ballistic if we don't fire Joe Judge. You saw the last game, Alex? He was running. He didn't have any uh, faith in uh, Jake Fromm at quarterback. They were running QB sneaks inside the five-yard line because he was afraid that Fromm was going to make a mistake and uh, throw an interception. You didn't even trust him. Uh, You can't have that guy as a head coach. Uh, They underachieved so bad this year. (laughs) And I'm always saying that because uh, earlier in the year, I picked the Giants to win the division just because of – I thought Daniel Jones was going to improve. I thought Saquon Barkley was going to improve. And all the free agents they they signed, I thought they were going to be the most improved team in the NFC East, and they ended up underachieving really bad. Joe Judge had to go. Right. I thought, honestly, I think Daniel Jones isn't that bad. I just think their team pretty much sucks. So... Anyways, what did you think about Miami firing Brian Flores? I thought I thought that was a shocker. You know, uh, and I know they got off to a rough start, uh, but they won uh, seven games in a row. They got to eight and seven. Uh, they finished at eight and nine. But uh, a lot of coaches would lose a team if you're one and seven. He didn't. He still had this team playing hard, and um, you know. I don't know why they would fire him. Uh, I don't know why any coach would want to go and coach for Miami under that ownership now after this. So hard. It was a head scratcher there. I thought he was the one coach who shouldn't have been fired. I'd say the only good reason I saw was he was 0-6 against Josh Allen in his career. That's like the only good reason I saw for them to fire him. What did you think about Matt Nagy? Uh, parting ways with the Bears. Oh, Matt Nagy, he had to go. And he was, I mean, he made, well, in Matt Nagy's defense, he did make the playoffs twice with Mitch Trubisky. But uh, once you lose faith in the Bears fans and the way they were booing him and getting on him, uh, he had to go. And, and on top of that, they got rid of the GM too. After the GM traded all their picks yeah. against Justin Fields. So, um, uh, whole restart for the the Bears, and I, you know, I think it's needed. Yeah, we'll see how Justin Fields does under a new coach. But uh, I mean, yeah, he did make the playoffs twice, with Mitch Trubisky. But they did have a pretty good team back then, and obviously, they don't now. So it was probably time for a change. What do you think about Vikings firing Mike Zimmer? Uh, Mike Zimmer's had a very a decent team uh, over the last, you know, five seasons and uh, just could not get the team over the hump. How about this, Alex? Four years ago, the Vikings were one year away. I mean, I'm sorry, one game away from the Super Bowl. And they ended up losing to Philadelphia. That following offseason, they got Kirk Cousins. And they haven't done anything since. So I don't know if it's the Kirk Cousins effect for Mike Zimmer or Mike Zimmer just didn't, you know, couldn't get the team balanced properly. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of key defensive guys out this year. 
I know his defense hasn't been good the last two years, but uh, he's been there a long time, didn't really win anything. So I guess it's time to bring in a new coach. Yep. Um, I think they uh, like the team was kind of trending in a downward direction. I think some people thought they'd be not bad this year. They were they were close, but they obviously they didn't quite make it. So, and we'll have to see if Kirk Cousins plays there uh, next year. What are your thoughts on Vic Vangio getting fired by the Broncos? I thought the whole Vic Fangio hiring was a head scratcher when it happened a couple years ago. Um, I just think, I don't know if that was the right move for that team. Uh, you know, John Elway, I know he's not involved in the coaching hiring, but he's got to have some kind of say. Um, you think they have an offensive coach. Uh, their offense has not been good at all uh, under Drew Locke or Chetty Bridgewater or Trevor Simeon before that. I think they need an offensive coach, and I think they're going to go get one of these quarterbacks from one of these teams, and I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, or maybe even Deshaun Watson. I think, like you said, like new coach, new quarter, new quarterback, new coach usually is what happens. So that firing kind of makes sense at that point. And obviously early in the season, Urban Meyer was fired by Jacksonville and John Gruden by the Raiders. Switching gears, what are your thoughts about the Antonio Brown situation? Ah, this, this guy. Remember when he was uh, when he uh, had his fallout with the Steelers, he blamed Ben for everything. And a lot of the uh, NFL pundits there on TV blamed Ben for everything that happened. Then, of course, Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders, uh, you know, burns his feet in the cryo, uh, cryo clinic there. He burns his feet, uh, blames that on someone, uh, you know, wanted to be free. So the Raiders let him go. Ends up on New England. Uh, you know, some personal issues come into effect. New England has to let him go. And, you know, Tom Brady liked his liked him when he was on New England there for a couple weeks. So Brady brings him into Tampa Bay. And again, he has another meltdown because he's not getting the ball. Uh, he's just a, he just, he's just this diva and always wants to get his way, always wants to be treated a certain way. And when one little thing doesn't go his way, he just shakes his rattle and acts like a baby. Uh, I just don't get it. I don't know. Get it with this guy. He's a great talent. I don't know how Mike Tomlin kept him under control for eight or nine seasons there. That's uh, that's the uh, the thing people should be talking about yep. is, you know, how Tomlin kept him under control and, you know, and kept him quiet for so long until he melted down. So I don't know. He's just a, he's just a head case. And, and trust me, Alex, someone else will pick him up and we'll have the same issues again with this guy. He'll get one more chance. I like how he tried to say that, like his ankle was hurt, but he was still doing jumping jacks in the end zone. <laughs> uh, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. All right, finally, what are your thoughts on the Sunday night wildcard game, Steelers versus Kansas City? We got Juju might play for the Steelers, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out for the Chiefs. Well, this is our team, Alex. And the last time they went into Kansas City, they got beat 36 to 10. 
Nobody's given them a chance. They're 12 and a half point underdogs. You heard Ben earlier in the week. Uh, no one's given us a chance, so who cares? We'll just get, we'll probably get blown out, so let's go out and have fun. Steelers are playing with house money. Uh, they got nothing to lose. All the pressure's on Kansas City in this game. Uh, you know, Tyree Kill is a bad heel, too. Uh, we don't know how effective he is going to be. Uh, TJ Watt uh, had uh, his cracked ribs the last time they played. Uh, it wasn't as uh, mobile in getting to the Mahomes. Uh, you know, in the last matchup. So here's my take with this, Alex. We'll know right away if the Steelers are going to be in this game. They're either going to get blown out in this game or they're going to win this game. And the reason I'm saying that is they're going to win this game. If the game is close and it comes down to the fourth quarter, they're going to end up winning this game. And that's the way it's been going for them all year. That's the way they've won almost all their games, uh, any close game, they make a couple big plays in the fourth quarter and they end up winning. So uh, we'll know right away in this game, if the Steelers are going to be able to hang in this game, they can, they can, uh, you know, take out the crowd and uh, hold uh, Kansas city to uh, let's say 10 points or seven points in the first quarter. Uh, they might have a chance uh, to pull this upset out. All right. I will say that I like how they're giving themselves their own chance to win. And that's kind of all. That's all you need is you just need the team to be bought in. So we'll have to see if that will be a competitive game or not. Do you have any final thoughts on the NFL or any sports in general? No, I, I really don't have any final thoughts, Alex. I just, uh, you know, everybody enjoy the wild card weekend. It's going to be exciting games. Uh, and uh, if anybody else wants to hear the host, uh, come over to my show. I'm on the Twitter. It's the host at SteelDF72. Uh, check me out on there. We go over some uh, betting stuff on there, too, uh, with, with these games. So uh, thanks for having me on, Alex. Appreciate it. All right, this has been Out of Run End Zone with the host and go Steelers. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Out of Our Own End Zone. As a reminder, we can be contacted on social media at Out of Our Own End Zone on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we can be listened to on any site that podcasts can be heard. Once again, the team at Out of Our Own End Zone would like to thank you for your listenership and have a nice day. 